Wait, so Rachel, I like don't know a lot about it, but you were telling me a little bit about it with the the women's thing that was canceled. Do you like care to share? Tell me what's going on because I think I want to be upset, but I like. Oh, you will be upset. Okay. Before we get into that, because we always, always forget. We always forget. (laughs) Actually, do an introduction now because last time that we said we were going to, we didn't, and then ended up remembering it at the end of the recording. So that was a good time. Okay. Would you like to start? Yeah. Sure, I would love to. (laughs) Hello, all. I'm Naomi. That's Rachel below me, but you can't see that. Welcome to Sporty City. We have a very special guest today. Rachel, take it away. Today, we have Michaela Powell. She is a Minnesota goaltender, which represent. (laughs) (laughs) Naomi went to Wisconsin, hilariously enough. Um, and we're here to show our complete love for goalies on this podcast because Naomi used to be a goalie and I used to be a defenseman. So we love our goalies. But yeah, Michaela, you I love watching you play. I love when you play. I'm always yeah, like, thank yes, you. that's my friend. <laughs> I always you. get so excited about that. Oh. But yeah, so Michaela, I know you're also rage. Um, yeah. Because Naomi, as you were mentioned before, uh, the IIHF decided to cancel Women's Worlds, and they were like, "Well, we're still gonna have the men's." <laughs> um, so back in December ish, was it? Mm-hmm. That was when World Juniors was. Yeah. They just didn't even have the women's competition. They just said, "Screw the women. We're just gonna have the men's." But this time, they kind of faked out the women. Like, they had them go to training camp, you know, all that stuff. And then they were just like, huh, psych, we're not doing it. And sent them all home. Even though they were in a bubble, they were getting COVID tested regularly. By now, pretty much all of them are likely vaccinated. Um, But they were like, yeah, COVID, we're going to send you guys home. But they still had the men's turn. They're still having the men's Well, they had the... um, large I, I i feel like the like world juniors is kind of viewed as like a larger scale type thing yeah it's like the, the most viewed like yeah hockey. The, they had the men's version but they didn't even do the women's they didn't even have like the training camp for it this year um and with it's kind of like what noah was talking about with like before the olympics there's worlds um that's what this is well, that's upsetting. Yeah, especially yeah. because Team USA's women's team is infinitely better than the men's team. Infinitely mm-hmm. better. Mm-hmm. And they just screwed them over completely. Yeah. It's <laughs> it's very <laughs> annoying. Yeah, and they have, they have okay. a U18 um, guys tournament going on right now. That's what really? I think. Yeah. It's is that also in Halifax? I don't know exactly where it's at. I never got that. Yeah. But that's one of those things where I'm like, I'm not surprised anymore by shit like this happening. Yeah. It's just something that you kind of begin to expect with women's sports, just being completely disrespected on every scale. I mean, no matter what it is. Soccer, you know, with equal pay stuff, and I guess hockey too, with just things being yeah. canceled because, oh, COVID, or like, going into like the NCAA and like all their bullshit. Like I just, 
Yeah. Well, we've been knowing that the NCAA hates women. So. (laughs) No, yeah. I had read something and it was like, for women's athletes, like, we almost grew up just expect, like, not expecting much. Yeah. We're not expecting as much as what the men's or boys get, which is totally true. Mm -hmm. Not just for, um, you know, like, the, the, I guess, I'm not sure if it's the same in hockey, but, like, women's fields for soccer are, like, infinitely worse than men's. And if you, like, think about when I was little, I was like, I could go play professional soccer and that'd be so cool. And then I could also do another job. Yeah, right. I'm not going to make enough money, even at the highest level of soccer, to support myself. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, a family in the future. So it's like, you just... Like you said, you grow up with this expectation where you're like, it's not, it's not going to be, I cannot do this at the same level as the men can. It's just what you continuously see growing up. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, but uh, it's just, ri- yeah, it's just ridiculous ahead. that it's just ridiculous. Like professional women athletes can't even get like the amount of pay to support themselves. Like it's, it's not a livable pay at all. And it's like, you want to play the sport you love for a job, but you don't, like that sport is taking up so much time. And you you don't have time to have a job. So these women are stuck trying to find sponsorships for like them to pay them to sponsor them, obviously. But it's, yeah, it's annoying. It's also a vicious cycle because it's like if they're not getting that exposure, they're also not getting those sponsorships. And yeah, just, exactly. It's just like a snake eating itself. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. just not ending. And also, yeah. you've got to worry about then uh, the people who are going on to play professional sports, specifically women, like socioeconomically have to be on a different level than the other people who like might be just as good but cannot afford to like live with their parents or like, you know, stuff like that um, and get that support. So like, are you really getting the best of the best with that? And then growing up seeing, you know, this isn't the future that is possible for me. Like maybe you just stop the sport altogether and stop playing sports. And like, we all know the great benefits that I assume like sports have given all of us. And it's like, so, you know, girls are just growing up without that now. And it just makes me want to hit things, you know? I love when you resort to violence. Yeah, I, there is a gym across the street from me, and I like walked in the other day, and I was like, "Can I hit things for free, or is that the kind of thing that you I have to membership for?" And you get to do one session free, so that's what my Friday looks like. Yeah, you definitely. Oh, you do that. I definitely. Do that. Mm-hmm. There you go. The stress. But yeah, they had like, like I know Amy went away. Um, yeah. Amy Potomac is one of Michaela's teammates and roommate as well. Um, yep. And she went away to the training camp for Team Canada. Mm-hmm. And they were just like, go home. <laughs> like, yeah. They were just like, yeah, you have to leave school to come to this tournament. But we're also going to just send you back. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Well, the thing is, Canada's weird. So they, I think, had 60 players, like, for, like, a week-long training training camp leading up to um, Halifax, like, the Worlds. And they don't cut players until, like, 
right before Worlds. Oh my god. So all 60 of those players were still there and like that's crazy. Yeah. That's what just yeah. seems were entirely you... inefficient. <laughs> exactly. But USA had like already had their team and everything just like training them. Right. Which is weird. Like why wouldn't you want to like work on systems with your like main team instead of trying to figure out <laughs> who you really want. Yeah. I don't know. I think it goes with that ego that Canada has with hockey. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah, For but sure. it's just crazy to see how much women get shafted in the sports world. I mean, I specifically, like when I was looking at colleges, you know, one of the things that drew me to Minnesota so much was the hockey. And like, I've said this like a million times. I love Amanda Kessel. And like, mm -hmm. I was obsessed with Minnesota because of her. And I was expecting to, you know, go to school, see you guys everywhere, like your face is plastered everywhere. Cause like, let's be real, you guys are the sport of Minnesota. Like you are the <laughs> main attraction. And yeah. I was shocked. Like I was completely shocked when I got there. I was like, there's no advertising for the women's games. You know, I mean, even the men's had a little bit of a hard time in the past year. They yeah, they did. Yeah. Stop selling tickets for mm -hmm. individual nights they just had to sell it as like a weekend package so it's kind of yeah. odd to see minnesota struggling in the hockey front there but mm -hmm. yeah i was just shocked i was just like you know these women are the best of the best they are the mm -hmm. top contenders in in college and they're not really given the time of day it's it's very upsetting and i can't even imagine how you feel as an athlete, as one of those women, because obviously you, you know, you spent your whole high school career, you know, preparing to go play for college at a top level mm -hmm. and you're just not treated fairly. Yeah. And even more than yeah. that, like, it's not just, you know, you were saying high school, like to play division one somewhere, like you're starting when you're little, it's not yeah. high school. You've missed so many events and so many you know, like social gatherings just to master your craft and now you've done it and it's just not getting the respect it deserves. And that also makes me want to hit things. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely frustrating. I mean, like being on campus, like a lot of people know about us. Like you say, you play when it's hockey, like, oh, so you must be sick then. And I'm like, <laughs> I like, like, don't know well, what to yeah. say. <laughs> yeah but like i'm not like that type of person that like oh yeah i'm just like mm -hmm. <laughs> like yeah. i don't like to be cocky or whatever but um as far as like advertisement goes i'd say like yeah we definitely don't get a lot of advertisements just like women's sports in general besides maybe like volleyball yeah um and volleyball yeah <laughs> yeah, um, but I mean, we definitely like when it comes to like getting rewarded with stuff, like just like within our team, like apparel and everything, we definitely do get a lot more than a lot of other teams, which I'm like super grateful for. But that also comes with like donors, like most of our money's coming from donors, and like they're paying or they're donating like a bunch of money. And so um, I know we definitely um, get a good amount of stuff just by that. But otherwise, like community-wise, it could be better <laughs> advertisement. Yeah. 
don't know. Like I said before, it's just kind of, you don't really expect much. You just kind of go out and play and do your thing. Yeah. And if something comes along, yeah. And if something comes along, like, like Amy Potomac um, scoring that nasty breakaway goal or shootout goal and getting on ESPN, like, that was sick. Like, right now. I know. (laughs) Exactly. Like, just like that, like, that was like huge for her and our team. Like, we were so amped because she's on ESPN top 10. Right. But, and like that opportunity doesn't come really a lot ever. <laughs> so, like, stuff like that is like huge for us. But otherwise, you just don't really expect much. Yeah, you, you were talking about being humble. And I think that's one thing that fans are like, all women, all female athletes are incredibly humble. Like you'll never see someone with a huge ego and that's because you literally cannot afford to have that in women's sports. It's just not something that we're awarded. And you know, you look at men's sports, you look at football and you see men like spiking the ball after they get touched on. Like you would never see that in women's sports. Like imagine. Yeah. Yeah. And I just, I think that that's one thing that really differentiates men's and women's sports is that like, Female athletes, incredibly humble, have to be well-rounded, have to be good people as well as role models, um, as well as athletes, whereas guys are just like, you're good at your sport, great, we're going to pay you a shit ton of money. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. If, if a female athlete just talks about, like, or just people in general talking anything about, like, women's sports in general, more than, like, 50 75 maybe 100 percent of the time you're gonna have those insecure jealous men that were ever good at sports or nobodies just hide behind a screen literally trying to tear female athletes apart and like personally like i know that there are people like that out there and i know i'm better than them but there's like a teensy bit that you're like well shoot (laughs) like (laughs) <laughs> I kind of hurt but yeah that's yeah you almost expect that too <laughs> being a female athlete yeah I mean like you're not a robot right like you have feelings you're a human being and I think that that's mm-hmm. another thing where you know you look at famous male athletes and in their Instagram pages you never see girls going yeah but if you played in a women's league like you'd look like a dick <laughs> and it's <laughs> yeah I think all the time when I watch men's soccer and I watch men flopping, my first reaction is that would never fly in a women's game. Absolutely not. And I just sometimes Mm -hmm. like, I'm not trying to, you know, because they bully us, we bully them. But like, sometimes I definitely think about it, right? Like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm also only human. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. You see some of those comments and it's only ever about female athletes. And it's just men saying shit like, oh, you know, like, if you tried that in a men's game, it wouldn't work. Or, like, let's see that against, like, a good player or stuff like that. It's just, it's all eye rolls. And, like, you know that they're, like, middle school white boys, just, like, insecure and, like, unsure of how to be a human being, so. Or, like, the 50-year-olds who aren't good at anything. Yeah, like, the single 50-year-olds who have, like, never been laid, and they're, like, we're going to tear down women. (laughs) No women's <laughs> ever love me. Oh, that's yeah. so, so, yeah. There's, yeah. there's also even like, like oh go ahead, go ahead. 
Oh, sorry. Because um, even like Lauren, <laughs> Lauren Bench, she actually did a podcast earlier during the season. Oh, yeah. We're not um, going to talk about okay. those guys. <laughs> oh, my God. It was I'll tell you about that. Okay. Ter- yeah, it was terrible. Like, she was just like talking about herself and just like the season and her like journey to transfer and everything. And then all of a sudden, like these guys just turn it all around and they're like, oh, like you're just a female athlete. Like it was terrible. Like this, like the comments were terrible. Yeah. You see, I actually used to be, (laughs) I used to work for that brand or with that brand. And so just hearing that doesn't surprise me because, I mean, I, things just kind of blew up with the, actually, I have their bracelet right here, but (laughs) like I used to be really, really close with the founder of that brand and Mm -hmm. shafted me, (laughs) just fucked me over so hard. Um, I remember when Lauren did that interview and I was like, yeah, like she deserves that. Like she's Mm -hmm. badass. She's great. Like she deserves Mm -hmm. to be, you know, recognized for her incredible skills as an athlete. And I just remember seeing i was just like this is not gonna this isn't gonna be as amazing as i want it to be or hope it would be because there's always gonna be those people there's always gonna be you know these men that are gonna put her down and they're gonna you know make her feel like just because she's a woman her accomplishments aren't as incredible as they are because she's not had the typical journey through you know um college sports she did transfer pretty late um but she has this incredible story and like she has this incredible Mm -hmm. skill incredible record and people just won't see her for the amazing goaltender she is because she's a woman you know they've like put the female athlete in front when really she's just an athlete like her gender has nothing to do with it my my question is like obviously we like talk about ways that we can improve this all the time but what are like three specific ways for our many many viewers that we can like give them to take away go home like do his homework like to improve this situation we make that joke every podcast (laughs) we we have a lot of followers i know thinking like off the top of my head we talked about um i guess a couple podcasts ago like increasing um airtime like making it more accessible it's like that's my contribution someone else go uh, like just so you want me to come up with like three things that would help people like it's just like I was not ready to start again the spotlight yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was not ready okay what was I doing I was thinking <laughs> it doesn't need to be three it doesn't need to be three at all that was just okay. kind of my head I'm thinking yeah. like for our viewers what do we send them home with as homework to make sure that women become more appreciated as athletes. Okay, yeah. Okay. Um I would just say like put yourself in their shoes. Like female ath- athletes, female athletes. They put in so much time and work, as much time and work as male athletes do. And to uh, be criticized for being a female playing sports is not fun and so I would just say put yourself 
and a female athlete's shoes and look at all the criticism we get for being a female gender we cannot choose, but we try to work with it. <laughs> I don't know if that makes sense. Like, just put yourself in our shoes. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, totally. that. I feel mm-hmm. like a lot of people forget you're people too. Like, athletes are also people. And they weren't mm-hmm. just, I mean, obviously, you know, a lot of people are just naturally skilled, but they weren't born, you know, with a hockey stick in their hands. Like, they had to work mm-hmm. to get to the point that they are now. And a lot of mm-hmm. people forget that. And it dehumanizes people a lot, and it dehumanizes athletes. And yeah, I feel like you really do need to remember they are people. They worked their asses off to get to this point. And you should treat them with the respect they deserve. Like, yeah. not easy. Yeah. And I also just think that, like, continuing to compare the women's game to the men's game is, like, so unhelpful. Like, I don't think that that oh, has 100%. any positive benefits. And I think that a lot of the times that you're getting comments are about, like, comparing it to the men's game when, like, you should appreciate women's hockey, for example, for the amazing game that it is. It's like, it doesn't have to be the exact same as men's hockey because it's its own thing, right? Like, just take yeah. Like, obviously, us women do not have as much testosterone as men do. And so we are going to be a little slower, but we're also are building up to a faster pace every time we level up to a different um, hockey team or just like stages in our life. And so the pace that we're playing at is fast for us. But then you got people saying, oh, you guys are slower than men, blah, blah, blah. And we're like, there's only so much like we can do as women. Like we are at the strongest points in our life, like working out four days a week, trying to get stronger. Like we can only get so strong. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah, awesome. I don't know, but yeah. It's just holy falls because Kendall Coyne Showfield absolutely destroyed oh everyone in the speed competition. Exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah. So Naomi, um, yeah. was it last year or two years ago? The NHL All-Star game, it had to have been two years ago, I think, actually. They had some women's players come on and... I hate when my computer does that in the middle of the podcast. <laughs> um, but so they had the captain of Team USA, uh, Kendall Coyne Showfield. She's like this tiny little woman. <laughs> um, they had her compete in the speed competition and she just left everyone in the dust. She was just so mm-hmm. fast that like the number one pick from a few years ago, he was just Connor McDavid. He was like, I don't want to go up against her. Like, I don't want to skate against her. She's going to outskate me. And he's one of the fastest people in the league. Good. Let's put him back in their place. Right? Yeah. yeah. Well, and you had all these people just surprised that a girl was that fast. And yeah. it's like, <laughs> there are female athletes that are that fast. And yeah. you just don't, like, no one gives us a chance and watches us and, just appreciates us. Mm-hmm. You know, you're talking about some like biological limitations in terms of like getting stronger and lack of testosterone. And I just think I totally just lost my train of thought. Hold up. We're getting there. <laughs> or circling. Um, I was thinking, Oh, there we go. Got her. On 
on average, for sure, most men are faster than most women. But there mm -hmm. are definitely exceptions to that rule, right? Like, and women playing at the, the division one level, at the professional level, like some of them just as fast, some of them shoot just as hard, stuff like that. So I think mm -hmm. while there definitely are biological limitations, there are also exclusions to that rule. Mm -hmm. For sure. Sure. It's also like there's never going to be a context where you can accurately compare them like on the same field. Like it's like yeah. they're not going to play against each other. It's just not going to happen. Like, oh, 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 people yeah. make me so mad. <laughs> I know. Well, it's almost like, like, yeah, it's getting better, but like, when are we really going to have like that big jump where people really start appreciating us? Cause I mean, with the March whole March madness thing with the weight rooms and like the food where the men got so like a whole setup for like workouts, like weights and everything. And the women got dumbbells and yoga mats. And, it was like, just like a corner. <laughs> exactly. And like people were outraged. And like, that was kind of the first time that you really saw like a lot of people standing up for women, mm -hmm. which was like super cool. But then it's almost like, yeah, that happened. So now what? Right, like what like, do you yeah. do? change it? Right. Yeah, so they changed it at the March Madness. March Madness is over, so now what? Right, like, like you need to carry that rage over to make sustainable right. change. Absolutely. Exactly. And I think that's the that's the type of thing you see with uh women's soccer as well. You watch the World Cup and it's like, oh, we won another World Cup. Surprise, the men's team didn't even make the World Cup. Right. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh, women are getting paid less. And then you move a couple months after the World Cup and it's just who was the yeah. you're upset about? Like everyone just seems to forget. And it's like, these are still issues, these are still big issues. And uh yeah. it, I think that the only way to continue focusing on that is like the media, right? And mm -hmm. I think that because, not only because there are so few women who are in sports media, but also because, you know, I feel like that's a good part of it. Men should be covering this too, right? Like it's not all the jobs of like women mm -hmm. to be covering this, but I, I think that's definitely a good part of the reason why we continue to push that aside and be like, oh, and then, you know, here's the Super Bowl. Here's other men's sports. Let's just take your mind right off that. More rage. More rage. I also feel like it's unfair for people to like put the expectation on the athletes to keep up the conversation because oh, yeah. there's like <laughs> they're the ones that are having to deal with this directly. Like they told mm -hmm. you you should care. They shouldn't have to do more than that. Like, they shouldn't have to show you the ridiculous dumbbell set that they got the March Madness. Like, you should already care about these things. You should already know that women athletes are not treated with the same respect. They're not given the same opportunities. They're not given the same resources. And it's like, this is nothing new either. So mm -hmm. it's not fair to expect the athletes to keep, you know, doing their training, keep, you know, keeping their body up in shape and continuing practice and get better while still carrying on this conversation. Cause that's a lot, that's a lot of responsibility and they're already dealing with enough. 
Yeah, you, yeah. you were talking about how um, you were talking about how this is nothing new for women, but I think mm -hmm. this might be new for men. I think that potentially in the past they weren't watching women's sports and they didn't care. So that was kind of like a little wake up call, like maybe you should start paying attention. Because I think genuinely, and it is definitely ignorant, but I think a lot of men never once considered it. Yeah, just didn't cross mm -hmm. their mind. And so I think those little things athletes do where they share their lives and share inequality is definitely important. But like you said, it's not their job. They have pretty much a full-time job. It's not their job to continue the conversation. Mm -hmm. that, that burden falls yeah. on female athletes' shoulders much more often than it does male athletes' shoulders. Like, look at how, ma how many female athletes are, like, strong advocates for a cause, any right. cause. And look – at male athletes it's like definitely not the same right and it's because yeah. we have to but like should we have to no we should be able to just do one thing if that's what we want to do but i feel like because there's so much going on we feel the need to do that so we do and that that burden is solely on the shoulders of female athletes pretty much yeah and it almost gets to a point that we're still so far behind it just kind of it's like, yeah, you want to keep fighting for this, but when you only see like little change at a time and then you're taking two steps back, it's like it gets old mm -hmm. and you just want you want others to stand up for you absolutely, and help you. And mm -hmm. um, what I thought was really cool was when the whole March Madness thing happened um, to see um, male athletes that have a big social media platform stand up for women's sports like that was like super cool i thought and if we have more of that i think um it'll continue growing just women's sports and everything mm -hmm. as long as they keep supporting <laughs> women's sports right, and so wanting the best yeah. for us yeah we'll see how long that lasts you know i was just thinking about what you were yeah. saying that you know, take one step forward, two steps back. And that just reminded me right away of an incident that I'm not sure that you guys heard about because it's within the soccer world. But they had the uh, first women's Ballon d'Or winner. And that's like the most prestigious honor you can give, like the best soccer player in the world. Um, and the woman who won it, like when the guy presented the award to her, he asked her if she could twerk as he was presenting the award to her. I'm going to send you all links after this. You just wait. And not okay like, in any context. No. And so obviously, like, it was such an honor and, like, such an exciting thing to be having this award. And then all of the media coverage, instead of being, like, this woman worked super freaking hard to get to this place, is the best woman's player in the world. Like, let's all focus on her and, like, maybe showcase some of her goals and, like, watch her team. It was all about how she was asked to twerk. All of the coverage. And that's, like... Obviously, we should be highlighting injustices like that, right? But at the same time, it's yeah. like, that just takes away all of her accomplishments to be focusing on some ignorant, sexist man, right? Oh, <laughs> 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 no, yeah, because, like, people are going to look back on that, and once they hear her name, they're going to be like, oh, that's mm -hmm. the girl that was told to twerk after she won a, an award instead right. of, oh, she was the best soccer player in the world right yeah and i like, think it goes with the reducing an athlete 
just down to their gender instead of them as an athlete. Yeah. Yeah. And I think just with like, sorry, just with like social media and um, just like the press, they're only putting stuff out there to get like views and for people to read and buy their stuff. Like they don't care. They don't care about like anyone. They want to get people's attention to read what they're publishing and for them to say, oh, this, this guy told the best soccer player in the world to twerk. Like that's what's going to catch people's attention instead of, oh, this girl won like this award for being the best player in the world. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh my God. This is going to make me so angry. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to send it in the is there like a chat yeah there is i'll do it right now normally yeah. normally we're on zoom but today we wanted to mix it up there we go but yeah that's just a quick little article about uh ea hedgerberg i don't i butchered her name great pronunciation sure. 10 out of 10 <gasps> yeah i'm pretty sure she's norwegian so it's not really my fault <laughs> Yeah, we'll blame it on that. That's she's yeah, actually really sick, and she sat out of the World Cup because of the uh, unequal pay and unequal resources for the women's team in Norway. And even when they offered to pay them the same amount, and that was by taking a cut from the men's team, she still sat it out because she's like, "All right, you're going to pay us the same, but our fields are still going to be worse, our hotels are still going to be worse. Like, I'm gonna sit it out." And for the world's best player to be sitting out of a world cup is like huge headlines so she's kind of badass yeah that is pretty badass yeah Yeah. Yeah, i mean at least that's like a step though you know like taking the pay out of the men to like give it but like it's also like not fully really handling the issue right i think that there's a difference between what they're trying to do and pay equality and equity yeah soccer team has been focusing on a lot with all their lawsuits they're like even if you were to restructure and pay us the same there's still so much going on behind the scenes we saw it with the ncaa tournament you know like weight rooms just little everyday things that you might not think about are just as important as what you're getting paid i mean obviously not for everyone's financial situations but you know in terms of equity and in terms of leveling the women's game with the men's yeah I read something about the whole March Madness thing and they only let the men use March Madness as like a title but the men and women like they have it copyrighted for the men and women so the women are able to use it but they don't let them huh I did not know that that's crazy yeah great awesome I'm great yeah. Trying to like think of what possible reasoning there is for that other than the NCAA hates women. Exactly. Well, and the president um, for NCAA women's basketball, I don't know um, her exact, exact status. She had put out a statement after they got caught with the whole weight room stuff. And they're like, oh, we were going to put an actual weight room. Um, we're just having like space issues like they didn't have enough space for a weight room mm-hmm. and then a couple day couple days later they got all these weights because 
um, this company was like, oh, hey, like, we'll give you stuff right. for that. And turns out there was like this whole um, just big room. Mm-hmm. And I was like, didn't have space, huh? No, okay. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. But okay. The thing, is, the thing is, some people will see that headline and they're like, oh, like, well, that seems reasonable. There wasn't enough space. And they'll just go on thinking that and they won't do more research. And then that's just what they're going to continue to believe, right? Yeah. And it's the same as bringing it back to soccer because that's all I know. And uh, there were headlines from U.S. soccer, which is kind of the head of the head. It's similar to like NCAA type stuff. Um, and they put out a statement when women were like, we're not getting paid the same amount, but we won the World Cup and the men's team didn't make it. That seems a little Sketchy. interesting. Um, yeah, uh, so U.S. Soccer put out a statement, and they're like, actually, they're getting paid as much, and it's so, like, misleading, too. It's like, they were getting paid still slightly less, but they played twice as many games that year, so it's, like, getting paid per year. It just, like, doesn't really make sense with, like, a professional team, and then there were, like, lots of little side things, and they're like, you're trying to make it seem like you're not sexist and not assholes, but we... People who already, like, followed and understood then realize, like, oh, okay, like, they're just being assholes. But the other half is just, like, oh, okay, they didn't know any better. And just, like, we'll go on believing that it was just, like, a happy little accident, you know? And I think it's the same thing with NCAA tournament. Like, media, and I'm just... Well, I just don't understand, like, why would you go through all that trouble to put out a statement that you know you're in the wrong for instead of working to make a better future for these athletes. Yeah. Well, I think it goes um, back to what you said before, the key word being caught. Like they were caught in these things. They were, it, it was very obvious. They didn't really expect anyone to say anything about it and like go public with it. So they thought they were going to get away with it. So why not do it? If they think that they're going to get away with it, I, I would say is their reasoning behind it. But you know, like, if there's any any possibility of them, you know, having to spend less money, then they're gonna do it, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It just, totally it just goes back to it just goes back to their priorities, right? They probably didn't even think twice about it. They were like, oh, it's like, well, you know, they need whatever, they have it, they're fine, they won't complain. They already know the shitty conditions they're gonna get, right? They're female athletes, whatever. Yeah, like, it's like, oh, they're used yeah. to it. They should expect it. Mm-hmm. 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 Exactly. I, don't think I really think that they just, like, barely thought it through. And then as soon as it became a PR issue, they were like, fuck. And tried to cover it up by being like, oh, there wasn't enough room. <laughs> it's like, okay, all right. We all we all see you for what you are, and the people who don't are just never going to be able to see it, so. You also know there was not a single woman in that, like, boardroom when they were, like, going over. I'm kind of curious. Like, I want to look up the NCAA, like, board. Oh, it's probably all... The the president was a woman. Really? That came out with that statement. Oh. Oh, no, wait. Time out, time out, time out. They definitely just, like, had her, like, she's a woman. She should do it. That's true. That could be, yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. That's uh, called crafty PR. That's what I majored in. 
Yeah, they also right could have just been like, it. oh yeah, she's the diversity quotient that we need. Really like right. one woman, that's fine. That's diverse. <laughs> like yeah. doing the absolute least, the bare minimum. Yeah. I'm trying to I'm trying to I'm trying to find it now. Board of directors. There are no pictures. I wonder why. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's probably just like looking at like a container of chalk. Like it's just all just white people. <laughs> <laughs> no diversity whatsoever. None. None. <laughs> we said old white man number one, old white man number two. Yeah, right. Like at yeah. that point, they're just interchangeable. <laughs> yeah. And those are the guys that think women belong in the kitchen. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're the type of yeah. like, okay, make me a sandwich. Like, <laughs> exactly. Yep. Oh my I'm, God. <laughs> right now. That's actually really funny that they don't have pictures. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, you know what they're doing. That's deliberate. That's, that's, very calculated on their part. Yeah. Well, NCAA, they're just so strict with so much stuff. Wait, and wait, they're wait, gonna wait. Do wait, I have to read you guys something because you're going to okay. die. Oh, no. Oh, okay. No. It's like a composition <sighs> statement about the board. Oh, no, I'm not ready. It says 24 members, 20 chief executive officers. <laughs> I can't even get through this. <laughs> One director of athletics. One senior woman administrator. Just one. <laughs> they're like advertising it like they're doing well too. One they, got, they got they got one whole woman. <laughs> Twenty-four. Oh my god. <laughs> That's actually laughably bad. <laughs> are they saying are they saying that she's like the head? Of like the women's division or are they literally just being like we also have a woman oh <laughs> yeah yeah we're gonna put her we're, uh, we're gonna put her in the position where she has to listen to all of us and she doesn't have a say yeah it's, it's <laughs> three against one <laughs> yeah oh my god that is terrible that's awful it's hard it's hard when you're in a male-dominated setting even if they were to give you the time of day which there's no way on god's green earth they are to well, they'll give you the time of day but they're not going to take into consideration anything you say mm -hmm. yeah, like, they'll let you talk but not actually listen to what you're saying right exactly until it's suggested by a man and then by god <laughs> it's like yeah. a whole Ian Peel skit where it's like, oh, like, I wish I was high on partners, and the guy next to him repeats it but louder, and then he gets all the credit for it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I just can't believe they're yeah. bragging about that one woman out of 24. Yeah, I feel like there must be like a misunderstanding. Like, they must have mistyped something. Like, <laughs> I hope they did. <laughs> I feel like their PR team is slacking. If I could like make something, like I just yeah, I just... that is terrible. That's so so bad. Oh my god! <laughs> I like. I feel like I have to reread it. It's like, <laughs> sure that you didn't read it incorrectly. <laughs> like they actually published this stuff. Like this is real. It sounds like something from The Onion. It really does. Like, it sounds like a made-up article that's just making fun of the world. That's so, yeah. That's so, so, 
Where all of the president roles? Dennis might Denise. It might be Denise. I'm Dennis like, or Denise? Is there an E at the end of it, Naomi? Well, like there is, but they're the president of something, so I'm assuming that it's a man. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Right. What's the name? What's linked in it? Denise, we have technology. Trout. Trout. Dennis. Denise. Trout. Trout. Like. T R A. It's like T R A U T H. Is there two ends or no? No. Oh, okay. There's also a Mary who is a president, so that's exciting. We got our one. Yeah, no, this person's not even on LinkedIn. <laughs> they're a fictional person. This person doesn't exist, and they're on this list because it sounds like a female name. Honestly. I think I got that. <laughs> Denise! <laughs> We're going to take that That's a win for us. <laughs> so two it. women. We have Mary and Denise. There's also Rita. Oh, three! Three! Hey, y'all. It seems like there's not a lack of women. Like, there are women. It just seems like there's a ton more men. Yeah, it also seems like they're not yeah. in a position to make, like, exec executive decisions, like, you know, giving the women a workout space. But are they ever? No. <laughs> no, never. No. I just, uh, I think it's wild that you and I, and I guess, um, Michaela, I don't know what you are majoring in. What are you majoring in? Sport, sports management. Oh, yeah. oh child. Okay. <laughs> so we're all going to a fun male-dominated field. Um, great. I'm so glad we all made this decision together, so... Yeah, right. I'm a LinkedIn girl. After this, I'm gonna add you on LinkedIn. It's gonna be good. <laughs> Honestly, the only thing that gets me through this field is just like, if we don't do it, then the next generation's not gonna have a path to walk. Oh no, you're well, so right. Like... It's a lot of responsibility to take on, though. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it just I don't know. How do I word this? I feel like there's less and less females joining sports. Yeah. Now. It's discouraging. Like at a, yeah. Like, I don't know if that's just me, but that I get that feeling that because I was down um, coaching down in southern Minnesota, and I was like, the skills just not there like it used to be yeah and it's because girls are joining at a later age just for fun right and it's i don't know where i'm going with this but i think it's just they see that the future like they're not a bright future for women's sports right now right mm -hmm. Yeah, I was curious about that because you did grow up in Rochester, Minnesota. So I was just mm -hmm. interested to see what it was like, you know, playing hockey there as a kid. Because, I mean, where I'm from, there's one women's team. 
and yeah. I got ejected from a game from there, but we're not going to talk about <laughs> that right now. <laughs> At 13, too. But that was, I had literally no other options than that one team, or else I had to go play for Mets, which is what I ended up doing. But, like, I, I know in Minnesota, it's definitely, like, that's, like, baby Canada. But, like, I was yeah. just curious what it was like. I mean, you know, growing up in that environment, but... Yeah, I mean, from what you're saying, it's kind of sounds like it's a little bit similar in that, like, you know, there's still oh, not yeah. that much support. Well, I actually played girls hockey my first three years. So I started at age 10. I played girls hockey for three years, and then I went and played boys hockey, peewees. So the year before, I had made U12B, which is a step down from U12A. And then the next year, I made boys A team. Hell yeah. So, so well, I should have been on the A team the whole time. Right. Like, for girls. But they already had their team set. Like, it was just so po- political. And so, I made boys team A. And then I made double A the following year. And then once I got to Bantams, all of a sudden, that's when I started getting kind of heat for being a girl on a boys hockey team. It was like, there's a girls hockey team for a reason. Like, right? She's blah blah, blah. and like I've proven myself. Like I made Bantam A, Bantam Double A, and Bantam Double A, we won BFW state champs, and I played the championship game, and we won that game. Yeah, obviously. And so you that was kind of like um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I've proven myself, and then I went and played high school boys hockey my junior year of high school. Because I'm, I'm younger and I wanted to stay in youth hockey as long as I wanted or could. So my junior year, I played high school boys hockey. And that was a terrible year for me. Like, I proved myself, like, like that I could play. But being a female athlete on that team was terrible. Like, I got so much backlash. Like, go play girls hockey, blah, blah, blah. Like, just... It was terrible. Like, I don't even know how to explain it besides it was terrible. That's awful. And then, yeah, it was literally the worst. Like, even the guys on my team, like, and even the coaches. But Really? Yeah, even the coaches. Damn. I'm just wondering, what what was one of the worst things you heard as a woman on a men's team? Because I have. I have a good That's a slippery slope, my friend. (laughs) (sighs) I don't know. I mean, I never, like, from other teams, I never got, like, chirped because, obviously, I was, like, shutting them down and they respected me. But it was, like, my own team. And just ignorant assholes I mean there was like so much said like I don't have a specific thing on my mind that they said but I knew like shit was being talked about me and blah 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 but I mean I don't have a specific thing all I know is that they're all assholes to me I'm so sorry to hear that that was from your own team like that that is so unacceptable like well yeah about worst thing I heard was probably from my own team as well 
It was some guy saying that he was going to like attack my uterus so that I wasn't able to have kids. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, that is I so like, messed up. I knew I knew I had the right quote for this, but I was oh just yeah. Rachel knows this, but I, I like played football in high school for a year and a half ish, um, and most of my team was incredibly supportive. Some players, specifically like the other kicker on our team, would like stay after practice, like if and I needed to. Samuel the mammal. <laughs> yeah, we just had one of my friends uh, who I played football with in high school, um, who went on to go play at Purdue. Um, but most of my teammates were incredibly supportive. Most of the negative comments that I received were not like, go play women's football, because obviously not that an option. <laughs> um, or like an option that I could have done. But most of it was just like men like hitting on me from other teams or being like, do you know how many times I've heard like, you're not ugly for a girl that played football? Or like, you're pretty cute oh, for yeah. a girl that That's football. so backhanded. Like, that, <laughs> yeah, you're, like, Yeah, literally after like games, I would have the whole other team follow me on Instagram. Yep, yep, I had the same thing. Mm-hmm. And then they'd all add me on Snap, and I'm like, "Who yep. are you?" And yeah, like, who are all? I mean, I was kind of, I mean, I was kind of flattered by it, but then I, <laughs> right, I don't know. Right. <laughs> but no, um, no, I had just thought of um, a game that the guys would play. It would be. Who can hit me in the head the most? <gasps> yeah, no. with pucks. Yeah, that's so fucked up. Uh, yeah, yeah. When that's, I was playing, I was lucky that my teammates themselves, for the most part, were very supportive, very great guys. But I was shocked that a lot of it came from their dads. There's a lot of them. Like, their dads would, like, pull them after practice. Like, what are you doing passing to the girl? Like, <gasps> don't pass to the girl. Like, yeah, it was crazy. It was crazy, which is part of why I cried so much while reading the Lamoureux twins um, book. Because a lot of the things that they experienced were exactly the same as I did. Like, you know, these dads yeah. were like, what are you doing on our, my son's team? Like, you're taking my son's spot on the team. I was like, maybe your, your son shouldn't be a shitty player then. Um, I was like an asshole. I was such an asshole growing up that I really just did not give a shit. But like, if I can't, like, I can't imagine, you know, even I experienced these things and it's just like still hard to believe that like they happened. Like there are these grown ass mm-hmm. men like attacking a 14 year old girl because she's better at hockey than they're his son like she made the team and his son didn't or she's playing his son's on the bench those are just the parents dude who like are living vicariously through their children they were like oh "Oh, i was never that good at this sport but my kid will be and like that's that's exactly the type of parents that do that bullshit i just i never i never heard comments from like parents Mine were pretty much from either team. And I was thinking about a time like, you know, like you're shaking hands at the end of a football game and like some of the comments that I would get from that. And I was wondering, Michaela, if you had a similar experience to if yours were just mostly from um, your own teammates. I, like I said, like I was respected by the other team. Like, That's amazing. 
I'm, yeah, that's great. I had people who yeah. refused to shake my hand in the... Uh, yeah. Well, it's like the only thing you can do is prove them wrong. Right. By going out there and shutting them down. And that's what I did. And I got respect from that. <laughs> but then you have your own teammates that are just jealous, ignorant assholes as they get older. And they, I don't know. I don't even, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, you're here playing D1 hockey, and who knows right. what the hell they're doing. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> it's crazy to me. Like, you think that having someone on your team who's going to give you the best result is going to give you the most someone you cherish and be kind to because it's stupid not to if you like winning and if you're competitive. So it's like, what do they gain from that? Like, um, what? Men are trash. Theme of the episode. Yeah. It's the theme of every episode, Naomi. <laughs> well, it's it like, does it, it makes them feel better for, what, two minutes? Right. And then they'll go and gloat about it to their friends. What are you getting after that? Yeah. What are you getting after that? Like, I can't help that I'm prettier and better at hockey than you are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I... That's just, oh, yeah. that's so upsetting. Especially, like, in Minnesota, too. I did not expect that. Yeah, yeah I like, feel like Minnesota nice. Right? <laughs> yeah. Like, you have to be Midwest nice. Well, I think guy, guys, hockey players are probably the worst. Oh, 100%. Can confirm. Hands down. Hands down. Because I had a, a player on my team. He was... um. Latino and very good at hockey and I couldn't tell you how many times like the n-word would just fly out of yeah. other people's like mouths like the other team's mouths yep and I hear that like all over yep yep yeah, I've mentioned this a few times. Um I used to work for a USPHL team doing photography for them. And one of my very mm -hmm. close friends on the team, he's a black kid. And sometime during the season, a few months ago, you know, it was middle of the game. Some kid on the other team called him the N-word. And he got kicked out of the game, but didn't get suspended. No discipline whatsoever. And, like, the word's also constantly flying around the locker room. The coach doesn't do anything about it. You know, like, his teammates are using it, but, like, his teammates are like, oh, well, I'm his friend, so I can use it. It's like, yeah, no, they it get doesn't the, work like that. <laughs> yeah, they get the pass. Right, yeah, they're like, like, oh, well, one black person no. use it. <laughs> yeah, like, sometimes, like, I'll be hanging out with people, and they're like, say it, like, I'll give you the pass, and I'm like, no, I don't, like, no, like, I, doesn't make me feel comfortable, like, I don't right. want to say that word ever. Right. Like, <laughs> No, I don't care if I get the pass or not. I'm not yeah, saying it's like, it. What does that even mean? One person speaks for an entire race? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, no. That's yeah. That's crazy. That's yeah. awful. That's are crazy. the worst. Oh. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah, I, yeah. I was just thinking back to, to soccer and the experience I had. I mean, most of my soccer career was playing with other women. And that never came up once. Right. 
you just you just got to wonder about the cultures that are associated with men's and women's sports and what I was talking about kind of at the beginning of the episode with women expect to be perfect role models. Yeah. If, if a woman was to say something like that versus if a man says something like that, the repercussions would be for a woman, end of career. For a man, oh, yeah. and uh, continue to play. Yeah. No doubt in my mind. Exactly. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Like, yeah, it, like I said earlier as well, there's so much more nuance to being a female athlete. Not only in your game itself, but your presence outside of it too. You know, everything is so carefully curated. You think very hard before like coming out and saying something because you want to be able to convey your feelings and thoughts correctly without like, you know, like offending anyone. Mm-hmm. So like you have to be so careful. You're like tiptoeing across this line where like the men just kind of speak without even thinking. And it's just like, oh, well, they said that. They said in the moment, it was a heated moment. We can excuse it. Yeah. It's like, yeah. No apology is forgiven if it comes yeah. from a woman. Yeah. But when it comes when it comes to a guy, people will be like, okay, you're forgiven. Move on. Yeah. Yeah. It's a total <laughs> double standard. It's crazy. Absolutely. I mean, just look at Tiger Woods, right? Mm-hmm. Just look at Tiger Woods. Who here is still like, I don't actually like what he did with his wife. That seemed fucked up. I don't think that I'm a huge supporter. He got in that accident, you know, like I wish him well and I hope he recovers. But at the same time, everyone's like, oh, like the greatest goal forever. And it's like, no one cares about all of the other shit that he did in his life because if he was a woman, let me tell you, look at Hope Solo. Yeah. I'm not excusing, I'm not excusing the alleged domestic abuse. That's not what's happening here. What I am saying is that when you think of Hope Solo now, that defines her. Women's actions out off the field define them, and men's actions do not. And I think that that speaks volumes about the the differences in women's and men's sports. Yeah, it's like a lot of people know Sue Bird as Megan Rapinoe's wife, Mm -hmm. not as uh, one of the greatest women's basketball players of all time. And my high school alum. <laughs> yeah, my mom didn't know how to give an EpiPen. No big deal. <laughs> yeah, that was oh, rough. No. I learned the hard way that I and only me will give myself my EpiPen. <laughs> Did you really EpiPen yourself? What? Did you really EpiPen yourself? I usually do now. But that was my first time using it. And she just scarred me for life. I just will never ever let anyone else touch my EpiPen ever again. I, like I cannot stuff. imagine using a EpiPen. <laughs> she was a school <laughs> nurse too. That's oh the God. worst part of it all. She was the school well, nurse. Well, you'd think that's like one of the number thing, number one things you get trained in being a school right? nurse. Because there's so many allergies that kids have. Yeah. Like, know how to use an EpiPen. <laughs> filled with EpiPens, and she had no idea how to use it. It's not hard either. Oh. No, it's so easy, especially with most of the ones Look. that you get now. They talk to you. They tell you what to do. Oh, they talk yeah. to you. It's no, actually really cool. It's like this little tiny box, and like if you take out the like safety thing, it'll start telling you what to do. Like It's like, place against your thigh and press firmly. That's it. And then it's like, like dispose properly. Like, I didn't even have to like hear those directions and i know exactly what to do exactly like- <laughs> it's not hard. yeah this little 
feet out and just slams it into my leg. Yeah, it was so bad. It was. She also asked if I wanted Benadryl or my EpiPen. I was like, my throat is literally closing right now. I can't swallow anything, so I'm gonna oh have to go God. with the EpiPen. Oh my god. She probably she probably using it. She probably seen it in Grey's Anatomy. Right? <laughs> so I hold it out here and I do. <laughs> like, oh well they did this on tv so that's how it's gotta be yeah. <laughs> throw it right in there was so much force behind it too my little 14 year old legs couldn't handle it oh my God. <laughs> yeah i couldn't oh. walk for like two days oh no <laughs> it was bad it was bad yeah i've never had a worse epipen experience than that <laughs> I've had to use it so many times, too, and I have not had a singular worse experience from that. Besides, besides soy, what are you allergic to? Oh, literally everything outside. Don't you remember that one time where there was, like, that double header for the baseball team, and on my way to the field, I just started having an allergic reaction to pretty much nothing? Yes. And I had to leave the game to go to the hospital. But I think that that's just, like, a Jewish thing, no? Oh, yeah. All Jews have allergies. Like, I have an allergy. <gasps> <laughs> well you said that to me and then i went to the field later that day and there was like a bunch of like other jewish kids working at the job and i was like hey do you guys have allergies and they were like yeah we all have allergies <laughs> it's because we're so inbred oh we're so obsessed with like continuing the culture we're just like i'm just saying i mean like i'm allergic to bees i have an EpiPen. mine doesn't talk mine's like expired from a couple of years ago um because things <laughs> are actually expensive and like hard to get they're I think so they're, expensive they're like ridiculously expensive it's crazy because like i only get like one refill a year and i almost feel inclined to use it <laughs> like it expires in like a year and i'm just like well, i know i feel like they should work on that right are you allergic well, just to like i'm paying so much money for this stupid no. heavy bed i might as well get my money's worth <laughs> 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 i might as well yeah. something I'm allergic to just to feel the rush of being alive <laughs> like, oh my gosh which is actually how that first EpiPen incident happened i totally fully like acknowledge the fact that what i was eating had soy in it <laughs> i was just like it's fine rachel <laughs> you're like let's test this out <laughs> honestly like, i was like well it smells really good so <laughs> that's that is foolishness right there I mean, that's my whole, and the best part was like, I get to my next class and like my throat's just closing and I just very calmly raised my hand and I was like, can I go to the nurse's office? My throat is closing. And the <laughs> was just like, yes, like next time that happens, just get up and run out of the room. Don't even say anything. Oh, Rachel, I'm done with you for the day. I'm leaving. <laughs> Okay, I'm the least bit of concern for my yeah. personal well-being. No, I cannot deal with it. We're ending our podcast. <laughs> anything else to say? <laughs> I don't. I'm just thinking about <laughs> epipens like, now. Follow that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really good concluding story. I have to go move my car because I'm parked legally. Um, yeah, I. It, it doesn't even. It's not interesting. So I'm just. <laughs> we're good. We're good here. Um, thank you so much for joining us. It was so nice to meet you. Yeah, nice meeting you guys. And fun. again, Michaela Paul, Minnesota <laughs> goaltender, the goat, the goat. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, I already God. added you on LinkedIn, girl. So it's happening. Oh, I'm about to do that right now. I that was on so LinkedIn fast. Where did you do that? <laughs> Sorry about it. I'm really worried about it now. I need to update. I need to update my LinkedIn. Yeah, yeah. just like I it was just, high school. <laughs> Oh, it is. Picture, the little you are. Oh, yep, that's from high school. Oh, the little baby. Yeah, anyway. Um, yeah. No, I'm I, still so. I'm still so young. <laughs> I got another couple of years until I really need to use that thing. <laughs> God, um, I wish that were me. <laughs> same, same. Naomi and I are just out here, you know, struggling. <laughs> I I have been on I've been struggling for a very different reason this week. I like suddenly It's I, Monday, uh, Naomi. What the fuck? <laughs> I have four new clients. I have like a girls empowerment, women's empowerment business that I started yep. during the pandemic because I didn't know what else to do. and Because you hadn't started the podcast yet. Because I hadn't started <laughs> podcasting yet. And um, yeah, all of a sudden, everyone I had like told three friends. And now I have like a bunch of new people. And I'm just like, I'm so stressed out all the time, which is good. It's good for my bank, but it's not good for my brain. Um, yeah. In that note, thank you for listening to my TED Talk. I got to run. So. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Thank, thank you guys. so much uh, for joining us. So much. Yeah. Pleasure, yeah. Thank you for having me. It was really nice hearing about your experiences. I'm sorry the men are trash. Yeah, for real. For yeah. <laughs> I think that's how we should end every podcast. Yeah, men ain't <laughs> the exception, Curtis Gabriel. Oh, he's just putting that out there. He's the oh, best. Yeah. We got him to say that without even like prompting him to say yeah. it. <laughs> so it was like he comes straight into the podcast. That is the first thing he says. Yeah. <laughs> so That's good. awesome. Oh, <laughs> um, all right. Meet you and Rachel will talk later. Yes. Thank you so much, Michaela. Yeah. This Thank is great. You. Yep. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye.